Are you ready to unlock your full potential, achieve your fitness goals, and transform your mindset for a happier and healthy life? Well, you're in luck because I just reopened the Know Your Power one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to get real results, personalized workout and nutrition guidance, elevate your mindset, and have the accountability you always wanted, this is the program for you. Oh, also, there's a bonus. You'll be invited to the exclusive Know Your Power community where you can be a part of a sisterhood of other like-minded, powerful women. Click the link in the description to sign up today before enrollment closes. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And Kendall Alia. And today is episode, I don't know which three. one. I feel like it's four. No, it's three. Three. Yeah, for sure. Three. Let's go with three of Fit Girl think. Era. <laughs> for sure, I think. The Fit Girl so. Era. One, it's one of those guys. Um, but today we're going to talk about how to stick to your diet. But first... What I wanted to mention, some little housekeeping things, is if you haven't joined the Know Your Power Women's Community, it's linked in the description. It's literally, we have almost a thousand women in there right now. We launched it like a few months ago and we have so many women in there already, but like every day they're motivating each other. We have weekly challenges. This week, our challenge is a manifestation challenge where I'm having the girls write down their goals as if they've already happened and they're taking photos of it and posting it in the chat. Yeah. And I give away like prizes. Like I'm going to give away one of the, um, I'm going to give away the uh, hydro jug thing because I love them so much. And then like a buff coffee from Mm -hmm. buff chicks, Mm -hmm. um, and like a Starbucks gift card and stuff, but we give away prizes and just, if you're lonely, like in your journey and you feel like you don't have anybody in your space that does what you do, that's interested in like bodybuilding and the gym and like no one to talk about it with, this is like a built in sisterhood of people that all love to talk about that stuff. So make sure that you join. Um, other than that, how was your week? Good. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. I don't know. I have been snots. <laughs> my my allergies, my skin. Yes. yes. This cold front came in through Texas and it's like 17, 18 degrees, yeah. like 12 degrees. And like for us, like that's terrible. My skin straight up, like as soon as it came, it was like turned into okay, what's something that's crusty and crispy? I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm a crusty crab. I think I'm of a crusty like, crab. Um, why can't I think of words right now? Yeah, me either. Like a reptile. Yes, I turned into I'm a reptile. Literally a reptile. I don't know if I had like because I also had a facial the other day, uh-huh. and I don't know because my skin is very sensitive. My face lady is like so amazing, but there's some things that I'm that if I use it that's differently than normal my face will react so I don't know if I had like a reaction because if I use a product that's slightly different yeah my face reacts immediately and I get those like bumps and crusty all over and today putting on my makeup it was so frustrating yeah because I have all this texture from the dry skin that just like won't come off yeah so I'm like do I exfoliate do I so Kendall was telling me about this um, moisturizer that I really want to get yeah it's the Nivea I think it's called just Nivea soft and I could be totally wrong so if I am I'm gonna correct it when I'm editing it's so cheap (laughs) first off um but I saw a bunch of girls all over TikTok saying that it like has saved their dry skin and I like need that so it's a good like (gasps) nighttime is it this one 
Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it was, I think it was literally Screenshot like $8 it. at Target for like a tub of it. And I also, it's like face, body, hands, whatever. So like oh, after doing my face, kinda... I'll like rub it into like everything and it just feels good. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan right now because same, I literally, Monday was when the cold front really hit and, or like Sunday night. That morning, I did a full face of makeup and literally washed it off because I was just like, ew. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I is going on, but it is not I good. I put my foundation on and it wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't setting into my skin. You know when your makeup just sets into your skin mm -hmm. like perfectly? It was not. I was like, nope, we're doing it over. That was I like, got micellar water or micellar water, whatever you call it. I call it micellar. Mis <laughs> but I don't know I call it micellar. Micellar. It's so funny because I don't think I've ever said it out loud, but in my head, I'm micellar. like, micellar. <laughs> I think it's micellar. Okay. <laughs> Shoot, I don't even know. I think you say it right. Anyway, you but, also yeah. had a hair thing to tell me and a comedy thing to tell me, and then we can get into the video. We yeah. like to save certain things for the pod. Yeah, we do. So the hair thing is I'm on day eight of not washing my hair and I also spilt honey in it this morning. <gasps> How? <laughs> I was eating. Was it on a high shelf? I, no, I was uh, eating toast and it dripped onto my hair. Uh, I don't know why. I thought you meant your roots. <laughs> no. People do okay. that though. They'll make I, like I'm not honey kidding. Hair I masks. need to tell you. So there's this certain type of honey that is super expensive mm. and it's because it has like really healing properties for your skin. So people buy it from like Whole Foods and like fancy Trader oh. Joe's type stores to use on their skin as well. And my brother had really bad cystic acne growing up. So my mom, of course, like she loves a holistic approach to things. So she's like, okay, like I'll take you to a dermatologist, but let's try these like honey, natural, like homemade face masks for first. So she buys this like really expensive honey, is making his face mask like every day. He does it in the morning and at like night. just like licking it off his <laughs> face? but I then am like, what could I use it for? And I found a hair mask. I hate honey so much already, but also like having that smell and it's like a potent honey. I wish I knew like the exact name, but... I sat there for like an hour with this honey in my hair. I washed it out day after day after day. And I swear my hair smelled like it for like two months. And now even the smell of honey is like so disgusting to me. Honestly, that would be like most people's dream. No, see, I <laughs> but hate for you, it. You were like, oh, oh, I hate, because I didn't uh, like honey anyway. Yeah, it, it would be different if I okay. went in liking it. But now, yeah, it's like triggering of a food yeah. for me. But well, like, I have done those hair masks. Yeah, my thought is like, how does it come out? Because I literally had a drip on my hair. Mm -hmm. And I spent like five minutes trying to brush it out. Mm -hmm. And then I even was like pulling it out. And I was like, this is just gym girl problems, <laughs> like food. I always have food in my hair. That's so like, funny. Like I always have food Have in you ever my gotten hair. gum in your hair? I did that. I, I have a distinct no. memory in kindergarten. I my stuck teacher... gum in my ear. Oh, no, God. I stuck gum in my nose. All of yeah. the orifices. I did. I remember my like kindergarten teacher had to take scissors to my hair because we literally spent like an hour trying to get it out and it was just it was in there yeah, yeah. why do we do that i don't know like, it was why definitely do we, on purpose why do we, too yeah like i intentionally put it in my nose oh i put a poly pocket head in my nose once, yeah you told me that and that i don't funny. think i ever remember it coming out so Oh. Huge chance it's still so, in there. Yeah, you probably just I don't have, like have a, a deviated poly, septum. I just have a polypocket poly poly stuck in your nose forever. <laughs> they go in for a nose job surgery and they this little head just pops up. And they're like, um, this has been living in here for yeah. years. No, I was a weird kid for sure. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and the second thing was 
Um, I forgot to tell Kendall about this, but I wanted to save it for the podcast. So do you, did you ever watch White Chicks? Of course. Okay, so you know the Waynes brothers. Uh-huh. So one of the Waynes brothers, Marlon Waynes, has been in my DM since 2020. <laughs> Wait, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> like every... By himself or are you having conversations? No, we're having conversations. Okay. Sometimes it's just... I didn't know if he's just continuously DMing no, you. No, no, no. It's, it's like the first one was in 2020, like, uh-huh. and I was like, oh my God. I was like, is this... Yeah, I watched crazy. White Chicks as a kid. I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is Marlon Wayne's in my DMs. It was crazy. And uh, it was just like, how was your quarantine going? Blah, blah, blah. And we would chat for a little bit. Then I went like nothing for months. And yeah. I was, it was nothing. And huh. then we'd chat for a little nothing for months. So he messaged me again like a couple weeks ago and was like, hey, I'm going to be doing a comedy show in Austin. Like I'd, I'd love for you to come. That's so cool. And I'm like, this is, I was like, are you? For real? Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. And then he's like, said it again. Like, it's this time, this day. And he's just like, tell me which one you want to go to. So I called Zach and I was like, hey, do you want to go to Marlon Wayne's comedy show? Yeah. And he was like, sure. And it was literally at the Domain, which is like a little mall that's up north here in Austin. Yeah, they just opened the comedy Capital Club. Capital City or Capital yeah. City Comedy or something like I that. I don't know the name, but yeah. Yeah, but we ended up going. And like, literally, I was like, well, how, I was like, how does this, how does this work? I was like, do I just, I mess you Go to the front. I was like, do I go to the front and like tell him, Please tell my name or something. <laughs> and then I made Zach do it because I was too scared. That's I was so like, do funny. it, do it, do it. So he went to the front and he was like, gave, he's like, let me see your IDs. And we gave them both our names and they gave us like a, a ticket that was blank, but it had our names written on it. Mm-hmm. And then like, we go to the front, we, we give it to the people and I'm like, here you go. <laughs> and they're like, are y'all with the comics? And I was like, no, we're just people. <laughs> And they were like, oh, okay. And then they like brought us to like the VIP like table That's thing. That's so cool. And I was like, this is so weird. He was so good though. <laughs> Did you meet him? No, I didn't. I was too scared. <laughs> were you supposed to meet? No, him? I didn't know. Like he he that messaged me. me after and was like, um, I I wish you guys would have stayed. I would have invited you to the back to the VIP. That would be crazy. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, you should have told me before. That's so cool. Because I was just like, all right, I guess I'm. I guess I'm leaving, you know, and then yeah, that would be me too, though. I feel like, especially if it was like a musical artist or like a comedy person, as soon as it's over, I'd be like, okay, I'm leaving. Okay, yep. bye. Grateful for being here. See you later. That's so cool, though. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. That's he surreal. was really funny. Like yeah. we were laughing the entire time. Um, I didn't know so he yeah. like actively did stand up, but he either. is like hilarious in every. I think he's been in shows too. Everything mm-hmm. I've ever seen him in. Did you ever watch? You watch New Girl, right? Mm-hmm. You remember Coach? Oh, is he? He's a Wayne brother. Oh, I didn't even... And he looks like a Wayne yeah, brother. He's one they of... Do there's like alike. five of them. Yeah. Wow, what a successful like family. Five of them. <laughs> and I loved that character on New Girl. Yeah. He was well, literally yeah, my he's like favorite. he's guy. He's... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's just like a little... Not really housekeeping, but... Um, Life update Just things. some We updates. haven't seen each other in a week. But yeah. Back to... How to stick to a diet. <laughs> like Currently, so unrelated we also have about. like Zach and Ian down there like giggling. Yeah. If you guys hear them, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Let the boys be boys. Yeah, they're having their own little boy giggle <laughs> podcast. Okay, so the first thing that I feel like is important to talk about when trying to stick to a diet is reframing what diet means. So usually when we think of like a diet, we automatically think of restriction, like no carbs, no sugar, sadness i mean <laughs> misery notes, it goes sadness haha jk and it's like no you're not I mean, no no but for real but like um 
that's usually like where our mind goes to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a diet also implies very short term instead of something that's long term. Like one thing that Zach was telling me that he's gotten to a point with his diet where he just like knows what to eat. And I feel like that you've gotten to that point too, (laughs) you know, when you just like eat and you know when to stop and like, you know how much to have. And that's ultimately where we want to be, where we're confident in how our physique is looking. We're fueling our body and we just kind of like, know, and that's just eating, you (laughs) know what I mean? But it gets so messed up like as a child you know what like how food is talked about especially in like different cultures where there's like you need to finish your plate like even if you're full you have to finish your plate there's so many things that goes into like how we view food yeah um that are caught as a child that we take into our adulthood that makes it like so much more complicated and I feel like at the time especially like in our younger age is when Mm. fad diets were like super in and super pushed and I remember seeing my mom do like juice cleanses my mom was doing like I think that there was the Atkins diet was really popular too I'm not sure what that what the Atkins diet really is I don't know what it is either but I've heard of it so but we we can't yeah I remember like knowing what Weight Watchers was when I was like 10 and it's like all these things that like you're told those are diets and you're like oh like diets aren't how normal people eat or diets aren't like how people eat for a long time it's like a temporary thing like you're saying that people do and I feel like it's so important to get it in your mind that it's a like your diet is part of your lifestyle. It is an everyday thing. It is how you eat. It's not a, oh, I'm going to do this thing for three weeks or three months. You know, it's like, okay, let's do this for 30 years. <laughs> like, yeah. And how can we, how can we find something that we're able to carry on for a long time? That's actually something that's sustainable. Yeah. And I feel like when you do switch from the mindset of it, like being a short term diet to it being like, no, this is a lifestyle that I'm actually choosing into. There's a huge shift that starts to happen because I feel like just like with diet in general, there's so many barriers that are around it that we automatically put by it that makes it harder to actually follow. When I ask clients like how their food intake in general is doing, I don't think I ever use the word diet because I think it does have that like temporary negative connotation. I literally go, how's nutrition going? Yeah. How's the food, food, the food foods? (laughs) Like, how are the, how are the macros going? You know, cause like that's viewing it in more of like a, oh, this is fueling me point of view than like an, oh, this is like a jail. It's like fueling you versus like, um, like taking from you, Mm -hmm. like taking something from you. I don't know if it's your soul or (laughs) like. Again, your happiness sometimes. If you're a bodybuilder, yes. Like there's, there, I'm so. Uh, I say diet a lot too, because when I am in a bodybuilder space and prepping for a show, it does get to a point like it's almost non-negotiable that at a certain point it goes to that place where it's super low and unhealthy, but that's something that just comes with the territory, but just general people that are dieting for weight loss, it doesn't need to be that extreme uh, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't have to be. So w- if we can reframe the word diet to us making choices every single day and choosing this lifestyle, I feel like it can be so much easier on us because now we're creating and developing habits that we can carry on for the rest of our lives so that we don't have to be in that cycle of just, I'm dieting for three weeks and then I quit and yeah. then I'm dieting and then for a month and I quit. And then, yeah. All of those things. Yeah.
Do you want to do the second one? The second one is don't make rules, make decisions. The more rules you have around like what you can and can't eat, I feel like it's almost like when you have a kid or a teenager and you're like, you can't do this, you can't do that. Don't touch this. Yeah. You're like, I have to yeah. touch you're, it. You want to break those <laughs> rules. I feel like it's something in our psychology that literally like when you restrain and restrict yeah. yourself more and more and more, the more likely you are to eventually go on the flip side and either binge eat or overeat or... Mm eat all the things you're not supposed to and then you again rebound and that falls into its own cycles I'm a huge fan of adding things in instead of taking things away and making the choices of like okay I'm gonna choose to make this meal healthier by adding in greens by adding by adding in more protein or whatever that looks like instead of oh I'm gonna take away my carbs and take away my sauce and like take away all these things and now you're left with like a sad meal that you're unhappy eating instead of just like adding healthy things to the meal that make it more satiating and more fun to eat. Yeah, that's a really good tip, like adding things in but versus taking things away mm-hmm. because I feel like that's the first thing that we think about is like when we go into like a quote-unquote diet phase, we want to like cut out the sugar, we want to cut out the carbs, we want to cut out all processed foods, and our body is maybe some of us very used to eating those things. Mm-hmm. So if you go super cold turkey on taking all of those out, I feel like that can eventually lead to you wanting them even more. You know what I mean? So if yeah. you can like add in more vegetables, like you're saying, or add in more water or even add in like 20 minute walk of exercise, like then you can build up from there. Yeah. Cause then you're making like healthy decisions for your meals mm-hmm. instead of putting all these rules on things you can't have. And then eventually, of course, over time you want to take out the bad and just have the good. Yeah. But if you're taking out all the bad first, now you're left with almost nothing. And then you have to kind of like backtrack and start finding other healthy things to add in. I feel like, yeah, it's always just easier to add first, take away second. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it, like every single day is built up of decisions, like little decisions that we make, like a decision to wake up on time, a decision to work out, a decision to choose healthy foods. And one thing that I feel like I struggle with a little bit more when I'm in bodybuilding prep is knowing and I am like in a for real diet phase is knowing that I am choosing and I'm deciding to not eat this, or I'm deciding to eat this instead, or I'm choosing this life, whatever it might be. So something that helped me, like a phrase that helps me is saying like, I'm just choosing not to. So instead of like walking by and seeing ice cream and saying like, I can't do this, you know, that little kid inside of you, like it makes you feel like you're, you're bad. You can't do that. That's no. And we don't want to feel that way when we're just like eating, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I would say to myself instead is I'm choosing not to. Yeah, and you're choosing your goals at the moment. I'm choosing myself. I'm choosing my goals. I'm choosing my future, my my, uh, health, my lifestyle. And for me, it's like I'm choosing to show up incredible on stage, you know, because ultimately what I'm intaking is going to affect affect my physique on stage. And it it like gives me my power back. Mm -hmm. saying that like, no, I'm choosing to not do it. And me, I like having that power. (laughs) And I feel like that can be like on a smaller scale too, just with like everyday goals of like, okay, today I'm choosing to stick to this thing and prove to myself that I can do Mm -hmm. it. And it's like, I feel like we've talked about this very briefly in an episode a really long time ago, but like choosing to eat less is a privilege. Like some people do not have that option. So I feel like the sport as a whole and like choosing 
these lifestyle plans as a whole is like, you need to realize that it's a luxury and viewing it that way instead of like, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. Like poor me. I think about that all the time when I'm in bodybuilding prep, which Mm -hmm. is crazy that you mentioned that because when I am like eating very little calories, I, I always put it into perspective. I'm like, there are some people that are, and I get into that headspace of like, I'm starving. I'm starving. I'm like, there's people out there that are not choosing to be starving. And I'm sitting over here choosing this lifestyle of being really hungry for a physical. And that should, I mean, like, that's crazy. It's, it's so odd. Yeah. If you think about it it from like an external perspective, because when you're in it again, it's like, it gets really tough, especially in bodybuilding prep Mm -hmm. where you're, it just like sucks and you complain about being hungry all the time. And yeah, I think having that reality check of like, Hey, you're choosing this and you might be choosing it for the right reasons. You might be choosing it for your career and your, like stepping on stage and winning and all of these things, but still like it is a choice. It so. is like in a big, like a choice that some people would never want. Yeah. Like would never want to choose. Yeah. A lot of people would never want. I burped. Oh no. But you guys didn't hear it. So it's okay. <laughs> the next one is choosing something sustainable and realistic for your life. Like this one is really, really big. So on the sustainable aspect of it, like we don't want to pick something or like a number of calories that we're not going to be able to sustain for a significant amount of time. Cause one of the things that happens when people want to go on a diet is they slash their calories so much. So say like your maintenance level calories and your maintenance level calories is how many calories you have to eat just to maintain like your physique without even really doing anything. Mm -hmm. So say your maintenance calories is about 2000 and you go on a diet and you slash them to about 1500 right off the bat. You're cutting 500 calories. That's a lot of food that you're used to having. (laughs) That's a lot of food that you're, that's like depending on how big the meal is, it can be one to two meals Mm -hmm. that you're cutting out. And now you're at 1500 calories. Now, if you want to continue to lose weight and see progress, you're going to have to cut from there, then go there and lower and lower and lower. And then it starts to get really dangerous. So a more realistic approach would be 2000 cutting to like 1800. You know what I mean? And it's like little, like small increments, but people want it really fast and they want it now. So they're like, if I'll slash them in half, then I'll get it quicker, doubly the time. And this yeah. is how we rebound. Yeah. Or, or like plateau really quickly. Yes. So yeah, you might see results like, oh, like finally I lost two pounds this week. Oh, I lost two pounds the next week. The next week. Oh, why am I stagnant? Oh, why am I plateauing? Why am I plateauing again? And then you have to drop even lower to see any results after that. And now mm-hmm. you're again, approaching an unhealthy level of calories for your body so quickly off the bat versus if you gradually do it, you have so much more room. If you do plateau, it's like, Oh, I'll just like take another 50 calories out or whatever. You know, you have like so much more time to spend eating more food than not eating food. So you're already starting off like the very beginning of your diet phase, not eating very much at all. And then the entire time's going to be like that, which you can lose weight off of that caloric deficit if it's correct, which is crazy. So the other aspect of this too, is choosing something that's sustainable, but also realistic for your life. So 
I know that there's a lot of people that see like a bodybuilder's lifestyle, for example, where sometimes they're doing two workouts a day. Like they're doing their cardio in the morning and they're doing their training in the afternoon. Like that's what I still do. And we're eating six meals a day. You know, we're having tons of water. We're having supplementation during the day and all of this stuff. That's not realistic for everybody. Choosing a lifestyle that's actually realistic is super important, like especially with bodybuilders like I see a lot of girls that want to emulate how a bodybuilder lives their life and I know that I did that too when I first started out Mm -hmm. I wasn't even a bodybuilder yet and I wanted to live like I was like a bodybuilder who was competing but eating six meals a day sometimes going to like cardio in the morning training in the afternoon post cardio and all of that is not realistic for most people's life. And like, you really it's not. don't have to do it that way. Yes. Like, there's no like perfect way to do it. I think like certain people started doing things a certain way, like doing fasted cardio first thing in the morning. It's not a necessity. It's not really gonna change your exactly. calorie output and input. But I feel like it's this glamorized thing of like, oh, well, they do it, so I'm going to do it type exactly. of thing. Like, no. And I've even done this to where I see when I first started getting into fitness, I was watching like all these YouTubers and stuff. I, at the time, was working a nine to five job, sometimes 12 to eight, where I was working at a salon and I would see how they lived their lives. And I was like, how do they do that? Because they work from home. Like they yeah. were, their job was to be a content creator and I wasn't one at the time. So I was like, how are they doing all of this mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time? But I didn't realize that like this was their job. Um, and ultimately, that's what one led me to want to have their job was that so I can have more like flexibility with when and when and where I do things. So if you see somebody like whether it's on like social media or like YouTube or like even around like your space and they're living their life a certain way, just know that it might not be what's best for you and yeah. your life and your family and your goals. Um, one of the examples I like to use too is that we had a client in the Know Your Power program who was in the military and she was expecting herself to live a bodybuilder lifestyle um, similar to like how mine was, but she has a completely like different job, yeah. different life and like a real like I could never do what she does like 100% could not do that and she was trying to live her life like a bodybuilder when her schedule is like completely different and sometimes just like really long hours so we had to make it more realistic for her lifestyle the girl I had lost overall to at my last show Mm. she um I followed her on Instagram I think after the show and I saw that she is a nurse I believe or just works in the hospital space in general and works nights and she would go from her night shift straight to cardio yeah. and it's like one of those people that like if you want it that bad you're going to make it happen and that is equally as admirable and like I know for myself I have a lot of discipline but not like that yes. so there's varying levels and there's varying I guess not even just levels of discipline, but levels of like, I'm, I'm going to go and get this thing and I'm going to make it work for my yeah. schedule. And she made it work and she looked amazing. Yeah. And that took, I, I just can't even imagine how mm-hmm. hard that was for her every day to do that after a full shift of yeah. work, going at like three in the morning, insane. But yeah. like, it's very easy for me to then be like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I'm not yeah. as good as this person. Cause yes. she's doing this on top of that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's so easy to fall into comparison in that world too. Very, very true. Because everyone's lifestyle is different. And like for her, it might just be something like, no, this is just what I have to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is when the only time that I have to get it done. And I'm over here like, oh my God, 
at that time, I'm I'm asleep. Like, yeah. I'm already asleep. You know what I'm saying? So it just, you, how can you fit it into your specific lifestyle is super important. Don't try to be like anybody else. Just just be you. Just, mm-hmm. just be you. Just do you. Just do you. And another one is, and I think this one's really important, is moderation, not deprivation. So yes. allowing yourself these occasional treats, like, Completely depriving yourself of certain foods, kind of like how we talked about before when you were saying that we we can't have certain things, like we're cutting out all of these things. Like it mm-hmm. makes us want to do it more. Yeah. And then eventually we want to overeat and overindulge on those things because we've restricted ourselves so much. Yeah. I'm, I fell into this so often and I was someone, I literally remember being in health class in freshman year I want to say and that's like kind of around the same time I started going to the gym like Mm. a little more regularly and like started watching some like bodybuilder like OG YouTubers and things like that and just learning and I remember there's this one slide or it was like a a short video in this health class and we were on like the nutrition segment of health class right and who knows how accurate those health classes are because again it's like a teacher I think he was like our gym teacher that also taught health like I don't know he was just reading off the slides they gave him right like school curriculum it's different everywhere but on the slide it was explaining how sugar any sugar our body intakes turns it immediately into fat and again I do not believe that is accurate what but my little ninth grader brain took it and ran with it. And I cut out all sugar for a very long time, like not even fruit in my diet, which are naturally healthy sugars. Um, so all of these things and I deprived myself of sugar for so long that, cause I thought it was literally the enemy. I was like, Oh, I can have everything else, but if it has sugar, like, no, not at all, especially added sugar. And I remember after like my first bodybuilding show, because again, this lasted a long time, like several years, Uh I was going no sugar, right? Like even my birthday, I'd be like, no, I don't want like a birthday cake. Like I was being insane. And what is insane to me is when people say that they won't eat fruit because it has too much sugar. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I convinced myself that it was this bad thing. And then I saw in a video of a girl who was a WBFF competitor when I was like Uh starting to maybe go into that federation and she was doing a full day of eating and what she has for breakfast was fruit. And that was like mind blowing. I have fruit for breakfast today. (laughs) I do too. But like, at the time I was like, wait, I can do that. And then I introduced it and my body hadn't had sugar in so long Mm -hmm. that instantly I was like, now I'm craving candy and cookie and ice cream and all these things that like, if I was just having fruit (laughs) or like a natural, like normal amount of sugar in my diet for on a regular basis, instead of depriving myself 110% of this thing, I would not have gone to that full opposite side where now, like I felt like I needed sugar in my life Mm -hmm. or, and every time I tried to take it out after that, it was like heartbreaking versus if you just have things in moderation, you just have it in your diet, a normal amount, like don't overindulge, but don't Mm -hmm. like overly restrict either. You can just enjoy these things. Like it's not that deep. That's why bodybuilders struggle so much with post-show because Mm -hmm. when you are on bodybuilding prep, it's unlike normal diets. Like you literally, most of the time you can't have any of those things. And I know can't is a very strong word, but like if you want to be super competitive on stage and get to that level of leanness, like you can't. And that's why bodybuilders really struggle afterwards. I have fruit in my diet for quite quite some time in my bodybuilding phase. So I'm still getting the sugar from that and stuff. But yeah. um, 
when the post-show comes, that's why we crave so much of that fat, sugar, and salt because we have been deprived of it for so long. And that's when there's a lot of like mental fortitude that needs to happen so that you get back to like incorporating healthy sugars like into your diet so that you don't get to that point. Yeah. But yeah, like it's kind of it's kind of crazy because I used to think that way too about fruit. Like, oh, I can't have fruit; those are too much. I just remember like how serious I took that. Like, I really thought fruit was like this evil thing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, fruit's pretty great at like curving sweet tooths. Yeah. and I make sure I have energy it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if like you're like this. I've I've heard different people say different things that they don't like to have sugar in the morning because it makes them crave it all day versus me my my oh, my breakfast right now is egg white scramble with two slices of Ezekiel bread, a tablespoon of almond butter, and some honey, and then a side of fruit. And I know you hate honey now. So (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. But for me, having that in the morning, and it's all coming from really good sources. We have the local honey, I have um, the good almond butter, and I have fruit. It's Mm -hmm. all like coming from really good sources. It helps me not crave sugar all day. I feel like I'm, but I, feel I like am one of the opposite. people that's the opposite. So, okay, first off, we, just to compare like our eating habits, I typically fast every day and it's never super intentional, but I realize it's just like the best for my lifestyle yeah. and I feel the best. I was literally talking about that this morning because I'm, I'm doing a full day of eating with Ian mm-hmm. and I was talking about how like breakfast is like, some people like it and some people wake up like hungry like me mm-hmm. and some people don't like you. And I was like, and if that's the case, I was like, Kendall does this. Yeah. She just wants to fast and she does yeah. and it works for her you and know I, mean? I love breakfast foods so i'll still like have a quote-unquote yeah. breakfast just not until like maybe 1 p.m like on average sometimes even later if i'm just like in a flow breakfast and dinner. don't yeah like sometimes i'm just not ready to eat yet and typically i also have my dinner probably a lot later than you would so yeah. like realistically it's probably the same time frame of eating just like push differently mm-hmm. um but recently i've been eating kind of between like 1 p.m and like 9 30 is like when I'll try to have like my last meal in there. Anyway, it's never super structured or super intentional. Sometimes it's before, sometimes it's after. But anyway, what was I saying? We're talking about fasting. Sweetness though. And sweetness. I prefer... If I'm craving something sweet, even if I'm craving it earlier in the day, I make sure to get like all of my normal like protein and carb and fat sources in first. And then I'll have like that one sweet thing at night. Like that's my, I rather like end cap my day. I want to share with you something that I've, that I pinned on Pinterest because I thought it was really interesting. I don't know how valid it is, but it said like, if you're, it's literally a map that says if you're craving chocolate, you need magnesium, have nuts seeds veggies if you're craving oily foods you need calcium so instead eat cheese milk leafy greens veggies it's a whole like little thing on this literally just look up on pinterest like if you're craving you need yeah it's like adorable and i was like that's really interesting yeah and it's true and i think that can really help you also stick to a diet um is knowing like what each thing means. Yeah, you might be deficient in something and that's why you're craving. I notice every time I'm like, I need steak. <laughs> I'm like, I should check my iron. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> I know I am iron <laughs> deficient and I hate taking iron supplements, mm-hmm. but like I know it's getting really bad when I'm literally like slightly faint and really want red meat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, 
She's like, I, need, like, I, I just need, need blood. My, I need my iron. I need the blood. Yeah, no, literally my body does that. Yes. So <laughs> deprivation is a no-no. Moderation, yes. If it helps you using like the 80-20 rule where yeah. 80% of your foods is coming from like whole good sources and 20% is the fun foods where it's like pizza, burgers, Recently, ice cream. Recently, I'm like starting, I was kind of in like a very slight growth stage for the last few months. And like, I do think I finally gained some size back in like my glutes and legs, but I also see a lot of my lines are gone now so I'm like going back into like a very very slight um deficit again and even then it's really like again I don't track my food I just know yes my body's natural levels and hunger levels and I'm not pushing myself to be full anymore I'm so in this phase I'm almost forcing myself to still have a refeed or cheat meal because yeah. like since I kind of let myself eat what I want throughout the week, I'm not like craving this like overly fatty or like overly high calorie meal. But I also know I'm going to get to that point as I cut that I want to keep it in as like a planned, like on this day I am eating out or I'm ordering in mm -hmm. instead of cooking all my meals that day. And it might not be anything crazy like this last weekend. I just went and got sushi, which like might calorie wise, honestly, just fit into my macros. But True. it's still this like fun meal that I get to look forward to. And yeah, because really like, we're not me. having sushi like on the regular day to day yeah. for me. Well, sometimes and I, I feel do. like most people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most people. I've been doing like my own makeshift poke bowl because mm -hmm. that's one thing oh, that I, I always those. crave. Yeah, um, and it really, really, really tastes good too. Um, but I feel like as girlies also that we love okay wait this is what I always think of. Okay, so remember the TikTok that I sent you of the girl uh, when she was like. She had her Starbucks drink and she's like, maybe it's actually the experience. It's yeah. not even the coffee. What did she call it? Koof. She, Koof, yes. She called it Koof. <laughs> maybe it's okay. the Koof. There's this adorable girl on TikTok and she's talking about how like maybe me getting Starbucks and she calls her coffee Koof. She's like, maybe it's not even about the coffee. Maybe it's about the experience. She's like, you know how excited I get when I'm like waking up to go drive to Starbucks? Literally. When I get to see the color change, when I mix it together, you know, when I get to sit in like my car and like, you know, drive and like have it, like the whole experience behind it. That's something that I also crave. I love being a woman. It's just like I crave the experience of going yes. and grabbing the coffee. I yeah. crave the experience of like getting to go to poke the poke place and like put together, like see them put all the things together for me. It's the experience because like sometimes throughout the week, like it gets really boring. Like all you're doing is the same thing. Opening your fridge taking the food out, yeah. eating it, opening yeah. the fridge, taking the food, and the experience of like ordering on DoorDash or going and getting like, that is really fun. So yeah, I agree. That's just, that's, and that's <laughs> on girl math. an experience. Make it an experience. So another thing is be mindful of what is in your space. Help your future self out. Don't keep the foods in your house that are triggering like just yeah. just plain and simple don't when my sister comes and stays at my house she's always like you never have anything I was like there's rice cakes in there that's so me <laughs> so like what I'll do if she comes to like watch my place is like I'll make her a little I make her a care basket that's that cute. has like a skincare mask and like um some lotion and like a candle and like snacks because I never have snacks because mm -hmm. I don't want to eat those on the regular basis, so I don't keep them in my place. So just don't buy them because now you're making it harder for yourself to actually go and get that thing. Instead yeah. of you walking upstairs, opening the pantry, and just grabbing the bag of chips, now if you want them, you have to go out and get them. Yeah. And we're simple humans. If it's there, we're going to eat it. If it's not, 
we're kind of too lazy to go get it, you no, know? For real. And I feel like that's helped me a lot, especially like in recovery from like commonly binge eating. Um, I feel like finally taking all those trigger foods out of the house or like out of sight, out of mind type of thing. And even like the way you store your food does affect us. Like, you know, that boy mentality that we all make fun of, of like when they open the fridge, whatever they first see, mm -hmm. like that's what they're grabbing. Or like if you ask for something and it's in the back of the fridge, they're not going to get Zach it. Zach <laughs> only sees what is in front of him. Exactly. Right. In this view, <laughs> girls, we see everything. We're yes. like owls. We can see all the things but still i try to make it a point like you when you have those little drawers like that's where i'll put the more like high calorie un quote unquote unhealthy snacks or like True. food items and i'll try to keep like my protein and veggies all on display so then when i first go in being like i kind of want a snack right now now i'm seeing like carrot celery and hummus i'm like okay sick just grab that instead of like digging through everything i have or like trying to think of like the worst option i could have it's just like easy and accessible. And I feel like the same with meal prepping too. I notice when I don't meal prep, I'm way more likely to go like order food or go grab 100%. something easy or have a snack instead. If you're preparing your meals and they're there and they're ready for you and they're easily accessible, yeah. it's so mindless to just grab yeah. the healthy meal. Because the thought of cooking sometimes is like, oh, this is such a task. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this is one of the reasons why we're like, okay, I'll just go get something real quick yeah. or out order DoorDash. But if you already have things that are prepped and ready to go, that's why I always have protein that's just ready, cooked. I got to scoop it, measure it out. I am good to go because then I am less likely to go and order. Same thing goes for like, this is why we love Amazon. This is why we love uh, DoorDash. This is why we love fast food so much because it's very convenient for us. Yeah. So how can we help our future selves out and make our lives more convenient? We can not buy the trigger foods and not have just store it in the house. And then another thing is that we can have our meals ready to go so that we don't get overwhelmed by needing to cook. And if we're going out for like long periods of time too, bring your snacks with you. Bring high protein snacks so that you never hit a point where you're like, I'm hungry. And this kind of is going into the next thing that I wanted to talk about is that make sure that you're actually, like this is so simple, but make sure that you're actually eating full balanced meals. Like if you haven't eaten a fully balanced meal with carbs, fats, protein, all of that, and you're getting hungry for a long period of time. This always happens to me when I'm in bodybuilding prep because I will go to the gym and I do my training session. Sometimes I have post cardio and then I have posing after that. And it's been so long since I've eaten. Yeah. Eated. Eat it. <laughs> it's been so long since I've eaten that on my way home from the gym is usually the hardest part for me yep. because at that point I'm starving and I'm hungry and really if I just went home and had my regular meal that was like a fully balanced meal, I would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But you get to that point where you think that the only thing that can help my hunger right now is a burger, fries, and ice cream. If yep. you let yourself get to that point, you'll convince yourself that that's the only thing that can satiate you when your normal meal can also. Yeah, I try to do this with my boyfriend because I feel like he's just a regular guy. He has never like competed in bodybuilding or anything, so he doesn't have like extreme restrictions on himself. But when he works his normal shift, like sometimes he gets off at like midnight and he'll be working for like seven hours with no break, no lunch slash dinner, whatever you want to call it. And he also intermittent fasts 
Is that the right way? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Words. It never sounds right, no matter how I say it. He also fasts like around the same time I do. So he'll maybe have one meal in before going for, to work and mm. then like going seven hours, no food yeah. on his feet, starving. Oh, and then he's like really hungry. He comes home, he'll call me and be like, it's really bad today. Like, oh I'm God. so hungry. Please make me something super filling. And I know it's like not my job to do this, but like he has goals and I we try to support each other as like most couples do and like hold ourselves or each other accountable. Um, so I'll make him like a bowl. So like last night was like gluten-free pasta and chicken and I gave it to him and like, he's scarfing it down and I'm like, slow down, sweetie. <laughs> like slow down. it's like, not going anywhere. Take that from you. Chew, and then and give it back. <laughs> And the way he gets is like once he breaks that hunger barrier, now he like wants to eat even more. Like he has told me, yeah. He's told me that this is a trait he has. So now like we're mindful of it and he'll finish a meal and immediately stand up to get more. And I'll be like, how about you sit there for like five minutes? Just give your body a little time to digest. Cause I guarantee your That's hunger me. cues feel a lot higher than they actually are right I'm now. I'm Cooper. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not thinking about it. I already know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to let my stomach and my brain catch up with yeah, each other i'm not, not i'm just gonna keep eating they're not they're not um they're not having conversations like yeah. whatsoever so i feel like um some like little goofy tips and you i want you to add some of the ones that you have for me that help me stick to uh, my lifestyle that mm-hmm. i would like that i'm choosing into are keeping high protein snacks in my gym bag or my car for those moments that i'm feeling like ravenous and instead of going skirt to like a water burger or something, then I can have those first. And I'm like, okay, good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, I eat my meals with baby this spoons. This is me. I do this uh, because it I it forces me to slow down mm-hmm. because I eat so fast. So I'll eat with baby spoons. You really are, Cooper, because I'll give yes. him the smallest spoon we have because I know he'll just shovel. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, at least make small shovels. Yeah. Little baby spoons. Like I'll like, I'll use my little coffee stirrer spoons mm-hmm. and I'll just eat it so that I force myself to slow down. Um, I've been starting to eat in this order of eating my veggies first so that I can get the fiber, then my protein. So I'm satiated and then carbs because we automatically always go to the carbs first. And then we have that spike in Mm -hmm. insulin. So eating in that order has really helped. Ian's the one that told me about that. Um, and at night I always almost, want something sweet. So I plan for that. Like I plan it in my macros that I'm going to have some sort of healthy dessert and one that I've been loving. And it's like always my go-to is a serving of Greek yogurt, which has like 13 grams of protein per serving. And if you want to add more protein to it, add a scoop of protein powder, mix it in. You can make it whatever flavor you want. I do frozen berries on top of it and some sugar-free syrup. It's amazing. So plan for that dessert. Like if you're somebody that has a uh, sweet tooth at the end of the night, plan your macros accordingly yeah, or your meals accordingly, whatever you're doing to track so that you can actually do that. I love that one. And I do that all the time. And recently I've been doing the same with like a um, dairy-free, like Greek yogurt substitute. I think mm-hmm. it's from like coconut milk. Um, and if not, I buy like those small ice cream bars things again like always gluten and dairy free but most of them are pretty low calorie i know there's a brand like good pop that has fruit ones and also chocolate ones and they're like 40 calories each and it's like one of those does the job you know like you don't have to go and get like a huge pint or like gallon of ice cream and sit there Mm. and then that leads a lot of the time to like feeling that guilt factor after the fact it's like crappy yeah it's like you actually physically hurt yes it's (laughs) like just have one of these 
okay, am I still craving more? Am I still hungry? Maybe let's go have some real food or just grab one more. Like it's not going to kill you again, that 80, 20 rule. Very true. One of my Mm -hmm. favorite ones of those is the Yeso Mm -hmm. bars, which are the Greek yogurt bars and they taste really good. Um, I do meal planning for my, my little sister and I put those on her meal plan because she's like me. She put them on like every client. She wants to have like a something sweet and something salty at night. So I gave her like both because I just knew I was like, I'm not going to give her a meal plan that I know is not going to work for her. That's like completely a bodybuilder opposite of her diet. I'm going to add the things in. I'm just going to swap them for other things. And yeah, We have a full episode on food swaps also. I feel like that one's a great one to listen to. If you're someone where you're a very snacky person or you don't know what the healthy alternative is, we like did a full list. Oh yeah, that's gold. That's straight up gold. (laughs) So guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. This was how to stick to your diet. And I feel like the biggest thing that, that you can take away from this is that you're choosing this lifestyle. You're choosing this for yourself. You're choosing to focus on your health. And at the end of the day, the more negative rhetoric you put around dieting, the worse that it is and the more that we're um, mean to ourselves and we speak negatively about it. So be kind to yourself. And as always, we love you all so much and you're more powerful than you think. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend. And if you feel we deserved it, rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to shoot us an email at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.